Hello, everyone. It's about 8.29. I'm going to give them a couple more minutes, and then we will begin. Amen. It is gate 30, so I am going to begin the chat and prayer call for this Thursday evening. I pray everyone's doing well and that everyone has had a blessed day thus far. Amen, amen. So before I start on the subject matter that I want to talk on this evening, I was going through some reading and I came across... um, some readings that I've had for a while. It's kind of interesting when you're looking for something else and something that you're really looking for, something else just pops up in your space or your place. Um, so I just wanted to kind of share this a little bit before um, we go into the subject matter for this evening. And what I want to share, what I found in my reading, it, it stated, God, cleanse the mind of your people. Refresh us, O God. And um, I really thought about that as of what we're dealing with in this time that we're living, that, you know, even though we may not be doing the hustle and the bustle, but we are having a lot going on up in our minds, our thought process, talking with other people, you know, we have to sit back sometimes and just really cleanse our mind and put our minds on the things of God or not on the things of the circumstances that we may be facing or that we're seeing. Um, and along with God cleanse the mind of your people, you should always rejoice, always pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So just know as we go in to cleanse our minds and our thoughts, you know, just release it all, even if you have to write it down. Um, you know, write it down. We try to keep everything in our minds again. So we just need to release our minds and our thought processes so we can have some peace, amen. Because believe it or not, a lot of us do not have any peace. So if we take the time to pray continually, give thanks to God, give God thanks, give God praise, which it helps you to exalt and to let go and to release, amen to release those things that are holding you bondage, and that is not what God has for our lives. So I just kind of had felt that when I was finding, looking through my reading, and I felt that in my spirit is that we're still holding on. We're still worried and concerned, and likewise we do, but we have to learn to put things in perspective, amen, and have understanding that it's not going to always be like this. And we thank God that we're still on this side of Zion, that we're still in our right minds, amen, that we're still able to move about with our limbs and to feed ourselves and to dress ourselves, that we all in together with this, we're all in, in, excuse me, we're all together in this process that we're dealing with. So don't ever feel that you're alone, but reach out, reach out. Even after you pray with God, you say, I don't feel any better. You know, reach out to other people. We have to uplift each and every one of us. 
as we go through this walk and this journey in this place and this time that we've never seen before. Amen. But know that you know that God is with us and he'll be with us for God is our refresher in the down times and the low times. He's there to refresh us and to take us higher. Amen. So that's just something that I pressed upon my spirit and my reading that I wanted to just convey for each and every one on the call this evening. Amen. So tonight I'm going to talk about um, Psalms 51, 8 through 12, the New King James Version. And just for a little subject matter, I use I need the Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, And I'm going to read from, as I said, the New King James Version, starting with verse 8. God, make me hear joy and gladness, that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from sin and blot out all my inequities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, yes, Lord. And do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. Amen. So that that's my subject um, that I want to talk about, about needing the Holy Spirit, but breaking it down to Psalms 51, 8 through 12, to talk about the great things that come out of this, this subject matter. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit about David, um, David was uh, in love with someone, and he did commit a sin, as we have so all did that, which was so interesting to me that David expressed it. But David committed a sin with Bathsheba. I think I'm pronouncing it around Bathsheba, and he didn't know what to do. And what bothered David the most in this situation was that he felt like he had lost his relationship with God. He felt like, how will I go before the Lord with this situation that I have caused on myself? How how do I get back to my relationship with God? How do we do this? We did something that's not right and it's not in the sight that God would have us to be. But how do we go back to that place of grace? hallelujah, of grace that we need to extend to get to the place that where we were before with our relationship with God. So as it says, Lord, here, created me a clean heart. But see, David understood, though, what he did was not right, but David wanted to make things right. Amen. So I have one scripture I want. Well, I have a few scriptures, but I'm going to go to Psalm 6, 2 through 3, and it states, be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am languishing. Heal me, O Lord, for my bones are troubled. My soul also is greatly troubled. But you, O Lord, how long, my God? So even though David understood the mistake that he made, but David was trying to get back to that place where he was before, but he didn't know how long, my God, he would be in the wilderness. So as we go through things in our life, too, and we're like, oh, my God, how did I get in this place? How did I put myself in this position? How do I even come back to God? Do I even come back to God? Will he even accept me again? I've had so many ups and downs and mishaps in my life and things haven't been right. But God, will he have me with an open arm 
will he come back to me to accept me because my soul is greatly troubled. And, I, and I, I'm going to testify, yes, I've been in that place, my God, where our soul is troubled and we don't even know how to come back to Jesus. So a lot of times, you know, we don't even go to church. We don't even be around our church friends, quote, unquote, or our friends that are always in church in the front door, the back door, and there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, we're embarrassed. Hallelujah. We're embarrassed because we don't want them to know what I have been doing that's not right in the sight of the Lord. So, therefore, we do tarry and be like, well, maybe I'll go back to church this Sunday. You know, I, I want to even tell my sister or my best friend, like, oh, my God, you won't believe what just happened, the situation that I've been in and I shouldn't be in that situation. You know, we don't stop to, like, even drop to our knees at that place because we're we're struggling. Hallelujah. We're in a struggle of the situation that we have placed ourselves in. And we're somewhat ashamed and don't understand how to even get out, how to move forward, how to be healed, my God, how to move forward in the things of God that he has for us. And how do we move when our spirit is not even right? Amen, my God. When our spirit is not even right. Because in, in Psalm 51 and verse 12, it says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous, hallelujah, spirit. See, God is so gracious, my Lord. He is so gracious that he gives us that generous spirit that we're not even worthy of. But see, that's how much he loves us. But yet and still, even in our mess, God can still come around, take that mess and bless it that you thirst and run after Jesus. Hallelujah. You run after Jesus. You run after God and say, I need you now, Lord. I can't run away from this. I've tried and I've tried and I still go back and hit that brick wall. I thought I could do it this way and make it me self, make myself feel okay, but I'm still stuck. I'm still struggling. And I still say, my Lord, how long will this last, my God? You know, and I look at this text right here, Psalm 6, 2 through and it says, but you, O oh Lord, how long, how long will I be in this trouble? And, you know, the great thing about God is that he'll come to you at your weakest point, knowing what has happened in that situation. And But he's not going to just let you run out of it like, bam, like you got in it real quick and you expect to get out real quick. But, no, God doesn't work like that because God wants us to come out and be victorious. God wants us to come out to be healed. God wants us to come out and be delivered. God wants us to have a testimony, amen, so that we can bless somebody else as we go through our storms, our ups and downs, our valleys and our pits. Hallelujah. Yes, because that's the God that we serve, that he desires that we have a clean heart. Amen. Amen. Bless your name, God. Hallelujah. And and the last part of Psalm well, I just love it how it says, and uphold me by your generous spirit. That's, that's love, hallelujah. That's love that gives us by your generous spirit. Only a father can do that. A mother can do that. Only God can still take you in your mess, but uphold you with a generous spirit. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for your generous spirit towards us, your people. Amen, amen. And then I'm going to go to Psalm 30 and talk a little bit. It's Psalm 30 and 11. 
It reads, you have turned me for you have turned for me my morning into dancing. You have loosened my sackcloth cloth and clothed me with gladness. So God now again, he comes in again, I said to do the operation. He comes in and he operates on the look that we are wearing is not acceptable. And because we, we've been going through this and we've been going through that and we're like, oh, my, my. Look at this. You have loosened my sack clothes. So God has looked at our garments, hallelujah, and they're not a garment of praise. They're not a garment of worship. But God doesn't leave us standing in the middle of the street. God doesn't leave us standing on the corner. God doesn't leave us without providing a solution, without giving us glory. Oh, my God, without lifting us up. Hallelujah. See, God can elevate you in your mess. And, you know, we'll say, well, well, how can he do this? Because how can God do this? Because I'm still a mess. But, see, that's the great thing about God. He's not like man. So God already knew that circumstance, that situation would happen before the very foundation of the earth. God knew this was to come. You see, the great thing is that he's standing there looking at you with your sack clothes on, my God. But as he looks at you, he's praying on your behalf. He's coming there to do a work on you, starting from the very crown of your head to the soles of your feet, my God. And he's going to come through each and every intricate of your body. He's going to move through you just like you have been in that surgery room, that operating room. He is the doctor, my God, that will come to put the things back together in the right places, at the right time, with the right instrument. He is the doctor in the operating room that's putting you back together. He's taking off your sack clothes piece by piece, thread by thread. You know why? Because he's not going to even a little, leave a little piece of thread that doesn't even belong there, my God. Hallelujah. Mm. Glory to the Lamb of God. I feel that thing. Because you know what? Some of us are in a place right now, and you're like, when will the page turn? When will I go into the next chapter? My God, give praise to God and bless his name. Hallelujah. See, we don't take the time to worship. We don't take the time to praise. We don't take the time to exalt the man of God. Hallelujah. The woman of God that even speak into our lives. So imagine that the man of God and the woman of God are speaking to our lives. So imagine what Jehovah Jireh is doing, our provider. My God, my God, hallelujah. See, we need to bow down and worship, hallelujah. Worship, we need to bow down and worship God. Glorify him, magnify him, lift him up, hallelujah. Lift him up, give him the highest praise, Hosanna, hallelujah. You know, we still sitting there with the sack clothes, but see, as we start to worship, hallelujah, and the sack clothes start to fall off and the thread starts to come down, my God, and it drops down at your feet and you feel like you're sitting like there and you're naked and ashamed, but you're not naked and you're not ashamed because God is right there. He's right there at your feet going back up and just rebuilding you, strengthening you, speaking life into you. Hallelujah, speaking life. Glorify the Lord with me. Hallelujah. See, God speaks life into our minds, our souls, our spirit. Hallelujah. Our hearts. He's so gracious with it and so kind. 
Hallelujah, Sunday. So kind. What a loving God we serve. Hallelujah. Woo, what a loving God that we serve. Yes, Lord. So as David even goes through his process of his sin, my Lord, and he's trying to be in right standing again, be in right standing again, and as God has clothed him in a new garment, no longer sack clothes, no longer clothes hanging down his feet looking raggedy. No, God is doing a new thing in each and every one of our lives. As I said even last week, stop focusing on the corona because really your blessing will come through this coronavirus. Even though it may not sound right, but you seek the Lord in the spirit and he'll show you, hallelujah, what he's purposed for you, what you'll come through on the, on the sky when the coronavirus is no longer there. Hallelujah. Mm, thanks be to God. Hallelujah. We bless your name, God. Yes, Lord. In Psalms 13 and 5, the word reads, But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. My, my, my. But I have trusted. You first have to trust God all circumstances and situations because trust and believe the playbook doesn't go like we think it does and how we have it played out. Amen. So God has a different playbook. So no matter what it looks like, what it feels like, what you're going through, don't have understanding, God is right there. If you trust and believe, hallelujah, if you trust and believe, he will work it out for you. He will show you great and mighty things that you never could conceive of, would think of, would even come your way. And you'll be like, my God, where did this come from? The King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. My God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We are a priesthood. Hallelujah. A royal, royal family of greatness. See, we take so much for granted and we're still bothered and worried about things and I'll be honest with you, I couldn't even find my password to get in to my conference this, this evening. And I, had, I was going back and forth, and I was like, Lord, I just had it last week. What could have happened? What could have happened? Then I had to actually sit myself down and calm myself down so that I could hear, so that I could hear from God. And when I was able to calm myself down, I could feel the peace of God started to come down upon me. Hallelujah. So no, in order for all that to manifest in my life, even though I was a little haywire, I still believed and knew that God was on my side and he wouldn't leave me standing out there alone. Amen. 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 See, you must trust God and believe that no matter what you're going through, that the salvation, hallelujah, the salvation of God that's in your heart allows you to rejoice. Oh, my God, allows you to rejoice, my Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, God, we bless your name. So, therefore, we're able to keep moving forward, knowing that we're in relationship with God, we believe God, and of all things, we trust God. So even though we've had a circumstance and a situation, and our spirit has been a little vexed, hallelujah, yeah, have you ever had a vexed spirit like, wow, I just don't understand this. What's going on here? What's going on, Lord? Help me. 
help me to have understanding because I've been through some things and I'm going through some things and they're all one right, God. But God, you know all about it. You know all about me because you made me in your image. Hallelujah. See, God has made you in his image. So if you go to God with a grateful heart to get understanding, he will give it to you. He'll give you all the understanding. He'll give you all the tools with the kit. He already has a sign with your name on it. Hallelujah. See, God's already assigned a kit with your name on it for your circumstances and your situations. And don't get me wrong, we all can pray on behalf of everybody when we're in need in prayer and when we have circumstances and situations that we've got ourselves in that we didn't know how, but we knew how. But then we, on the other side, still trying to understand. But the gracious God that loves us all has the kit with your name on it. So you have your thread, you have your needle, and you start sewing, my God. And as you start to sew, God's already ahead of you sewing the solution and the outcome on your behalf. My God, what a word. Hallelujah. Can't nobody do that but Jesus. Hallelujah. Even though we pray on each other's behalf, and that's great, that's marvelous, and it's wonderful, and we do get breakthroughs, but know that you know God has that kit with your name on it for that blessing that you're standing in need of for that job, for that home, for that car, for that healing, for your children, your grandchildren. Hallelujah. Thanks be to God. Yes, Lord. So no matter what circumstance and situation it is that David got himself in, David knew that he had to come back to the Father. Hallelujah. He had to come back to the Father because he had that broken, that broken relationship. And he did not want to be outside of that relationship with the father. He didn't want to be on the outside. He he made a mistake, but he wanted to be in the presence of the almighty king, my God. Whew, my God, my God. With the almighty king. And he wanted to rejoice in his heart, for he knew what God had for him, but he knew he had made a mistake. Have you ever made a mistake? Hallelujah. Of course, we all have. We all fall short of the glory. Hallelujah. But we can, the gracious thing is that we can go before the Lord, down, drop our knees in prayer. God hears and he understands. And see, the great thing about God is that when he does forgive us, that it's done. God is done with it. He's not going to throw it back in your face. He's not going to knock on your neighbor's door to, you know, and say, man, I remember you did such and such. Do you remember? See, that's what people do. That's not what God does. See, he's already forgiven you, and God's moving on to the next phase in your life. Hallelujah. He's moving on to the next phase in your life, which, are, which allows you, with the trust and the belief that you have with God, that your heart is able to rejoice in your salvation, uh, your Christ-like salvation to be with God on one accord. And in one place, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Yes, Lord. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Then I read here, this verse is a request for renewed joy. Joy and gladness indicates deep joy. In David's fractured relationship with God pained him as much as a broken bone. 
see, David was so dismayed at what he did with that relationship that he had with God, amen, that it just took him down. It just broke him. He was a broken vessel, my God. He was a broken vessel. But God, in all his knowing and his being, even though David knew right from wrong, come on now, as we know right from wrong, just like you tell your child, don't put your hand on the hot stove, but it's like they don't believe you. So they try it for themselves, and then they start screaming and crying. It's like, Mom, Dad, how did you allow this to happen? And as we go to our Father, even though we know we haven't done right, we still say, well, if I just do this little thing, everything will be all right. Or if I do this little thing, it's not going to be that bad. Nobody won't know. But God is all-knowing. And that they'll bother you and your spirit will show be vexed because I, I tell you, it'll bother you in your inner man and your spirit. Hallelujah. You know, and that's why I had subject my title today of I need the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, you or you, but I need the Holy Spirit to come in those times that are good, to come in those times that are bad, to be there to guide me, to put me back on that right place, in that right standing. Because sometimes when you fall off the ladder, it's very hard to get back up on that ladder. Because sometimes we're afraid. Even though we know God is at the top of the ladder, we still are afraid. We're afraid. And that we, we're in pain because we've hurt God. We've hurt God in that process that we're trying to walk through. And yeah, we slipped on the ladder and bumped our head a little and, you know, tried to cover it up. And like, I, your girlfriend, your boyfriend say, hey, what's wrong? I'm okay. Everything's all right. But, you know, the great thing about God, you don't even recognize it sometimes that your face can reveal everything. And God is standing right there. He's whispering in your ear. It's just, come to me. I can make all things well in his time. You see, not our time. You'd be like, okay, I'm going to come to God. I'm going to confess my sins. I'm going to ask for forgiveness. And then I'm going to walk out that door, and I want everything to be okay immediately. Yes, God can work like that. But see, the great thing about God is that David even went through this broken spirit and this cast-down pain that he was dealing with from being separated from God. See, God takes us through a process. Hallelujah. So when we get into that, next situation or the next confrontation, then we won't have that much pain with inside because God has given us the playbook to how to move forward in the things of God so that you can be a testimony. Hallelujah. You can be a testimony to someone else. And there's no greater transformation that can take place in life when you're helping someone that you have a true testimony. Because when you can lay down your situation to someone else, and show them that's nothing but a testimony to bless them, for them to say, well, if she went through all of that and God brought her or him out like that, that's the God that I want to serve. See, it's all, too, about bringing people to God. Hallelujah. To God, knowing that God can do all things, no matter what I look like, what I smell like, and how I act, that God can bring and regenerate me and rejuvenate me, that he can cleanse me, as it said in the word, and make me a new creature. 
a new creature even with a new heart, my God. Ooh, Lord, with a new heart. So no matter how you may be feeling, but just know that in this verse that I read that joy and gladness indicates deep joy and that David's fractured relationship with God was very painful, like a broken bone. So can you imagine that David hadn't broke a physical bone in his body, like he didn't break his arm, he didn't break his leg, but he was broken within his heart. Oh, my God. I felt that. He was broken in his heart because he was not pleasing to God. So, you know, because sometimes we can do things that are not right, but you keep on, we keep on moving, or I keep on moving. It's like, okay, yeah, this isn't right, but, you know, I did this anyway. And you felt nothing within. And you were empty that you didn't allow yourself to be fed by the Spirit. Hallelujah. To be fed by the Spirit to move in those situations and circumstances that God was trying to show you and bless you. And you're like, okay, okay, I did this. Yeah, it was wrong. And you keep on moving and keep on doing it again. People, we got to take time to stop. Reflect and release, my God. Reflect on the situation, release it, and give it to the Lord so he can make you new from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet as as you walk boldly into the things of God that he's purposed for your life. God knew what David was purposed for, excuse me, what David was purposed for. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God knew what he had purposed David for. But see, the great thing about God is that as he takes us through those trials and those tribulations and as we listen to his voice and read his word and move in the spirit as he has us to move, that he's doing a great and mighty work in and through us for the things he has for us. So we have to grab hold, hallelujah, grab hold to that word of God. Know that you can be made whole and that you can move into the things of God and that your bones and your spirit would no longer be broken. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Yes, God. So I'm just going to read the context summary that I was reading in context of 51, Psalms 51, 8 through 15. Express David's prayer for a renewed joy, a clean heart, and a renewed spirit. This comes after confessing his sins and the prior message when he was dealing with that situation with Bathsheba. David also asked the Lord to restore his testimony so that he might teach transgressors the ways of God and lead sinners back to him. See, David wants to praise God, the Lord, joyfully. See, David had a heart for God, as we do. And even though sometimes we may step off that path and we may lose our way and we may not have all the understanding, always know, though, that God is with us as God was with David. But see, we always got to recognize, though, at the state that we're in and at the place that we're going. Because sometimes we think, like, okay, this is the place that God has me and I know that God has me here, and I know I should be doing A, B, and C. But as I said last week, too, we have to have a spirit of discernment. And see, David had that spirit of discernment, but even though we can have the spirit of discernment, sometimes we do inch out a little 
But see, the great thing about it, God is forgiving, and we come right back in. Because as we walk our walk that God has purpose for us, it's not really at the end of the day all about us. It's for the people that God has assigned to us, my God. It's the people that has been assigned to us. And that's why it's so important, too, that we have the Holy Spirit that dwells on the inside of us. Hallelujah. That helps lead and guide us to that place that God has for us. But see, we would be lost without the Holy Spirit. We'd be just out there wondering and moving around and saying, okay, you know, what am I to do? Where should I be? You know, I don't understand all this is going on, Lord. But just know that God is with you every step of the way. He will never leave us alone. He will never leave us alone. So as we go on on our journey with God, knowing that he loves us so, so much and that he has great things for our lives, that you're feeling down and you may not understand why you was in this situation, all I say is that keep looking ahead. Keep looking forward because that situation or circumstance that you may be in, know that God is there, that he is already ahead of you. He's already preparing great things for you because he knows that once you give it to him, he's already made the place that he has for you and for the people. Amen. I keep hearing God say, and for the people that are assigned to you. See, believe it or not, though, we all have an assignment in life. But each and every person, God has someone assigned strategically for you to speak into their life. Because, see, it's not all about we just keep it all for ourselves. Because David wanted to go and bless people and share his testimony. And that's so awesome. So, so awesome, my God. Because that's how we grow as a people of God, how we move as a people of God. And we all get together and be on one accord, my God. What a mighty blessing we would be as a people of God as Christians. Oh, my God. Laying before the God, before God, laying at his feet, prostrate, my Lord. And as we pray in the spirit and as we pray, we hear God speaking to us. He's giving us directive. He's telling us when and how and where to move, my God. Hallelujah. So even though we fall down, God picks us back up. In the words that a just man falls seven times, my God, seven times. So can I imagine you like, well, I, I don't fell down nine times. Okay, you know what? And God's still there on the ninth time. Amen. God is still there on the ninth time waiting to pick you up, waiting to bless you, waiting to take you to higher realms. Hallelujah. He's there to be there for you in everything that you're going through. And as I close, I, I would just like to read um, the pattern of Psalm 51, a forgiving grace that is also a transforming grace, shows up again and again throughout the Bible. The good news of the gospel doesn't stop with pardon. We treat grace like it's a big eraser for our every wrong or mistake. But God does not only mean to rub the pages clean. No, he intends to write a story in sin's place, replacing what was once broken, wicked and dead with love, faithfulness, and life. See, that's the great thing about God that I love so that he rubs the page clean. Hallelujah. So he does it, not me, not your neighbor, 
not your mother, not your father, your sister, your brother, your cousin. God does. Hallelujah. God writes a new story. So can you imagine all the things that David experienced and he went through and then all the things that we have experienced and the messes we've been in and the sins we've dealt with that we went through, that God is so gracious and so generous and loves us so much that he would write a new story, I love this, in sin's place. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. So I say to each and every one, keep looking up and knowing that God is with us and that we need the Holy Spirit as we move about in our lives and our circumstances and our situations, and that even if we sin, that we go back to the Lord and lay it at the altar and ask for forgiveness and repentance. And God is right there waiting. I love it. I just can, my God. He's right there waiting to receive you with open arms. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Blessings, everyone. Blessings. I'm, I'm finished. I just wanted to share this this evening that, you know, sometimes we just keep going and we don't understand and we're dealing and tangling with stuff inside, but we have to know that even David, my God, the man of God, fell down. But God picks us back up and restores us again. And that's the greatness of God and just how he rewrites our sins to make our stories a blessing as we bless other people. Amen. 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 Um, does anyone have any prayer requests this evening that they would like to share? No? Amen. 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 If no one has any um, prayer requests this evening, then I will pray and Thank you all for coming on the call this night. I appreciate it. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Oh, gracious and heavenly Father, we thank you, O most God, who sits high and looks low, for loving us, your children, Lord God. And we thank you, God, just for being there with us, God, even when we didn't know that you were right there by our side, God, even when we were struggling, Lord God, even when we didn't have understanding, God, or we didn't have purpose, God, that you were still walking right beside us, God. And even though we may have blinders on at that time, God, and we didn't have understanding, God, we thank you, God, for keeping us, Father God. We thank you, God, for showing us the path that we are to take, Lord God. And even, Father God, if we fall down three or four or five times, that each time, God, you were there, Lord God, to pick us up, to take us higher, to elevate us, God, to give us understanding, Lord God, to walk by faith and not by sight, knowing that you are a great God and you do great things, Lord God. And, oh, Father God, I come before you right now, Father God, for your healing bomb, Lord God, to heal the dis-ease of the people that have been in the hospital, for the families that have lost loved ones, Lord God. Comfort them, oh God, like only you can. Comfort them, God. Bless them, Father God. Strengthen them, God. Give them understanding, God, because you knew, God, that this all would come, Lord God, and we are standing on you, God, knowing that you can carry us, God, for we can't carry this ourselves, Lord God. We can't carry this alone, Lord God, that you are the God that the lifter of our health, hallelujah, who lifts us up high, that holds us high, just like the podium, God, that we're standing on your shoulders, God, 
as you keep us, God, as you protect us, God, as you guide us, God, as we walk this journey that you have placed before us, Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we glorify you, God. We love you, God. We thank you, God, that you're still the great I am. Hallelujah. The great I am. The one and only. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, God, for insight that you give us, God, as we go through this process of getting understanding to this new normal, God. But we know, God, that you're all-knowing and that you're stepping right ahead of us, Lord God, as you guide us and lead us, Lord God, to that place that you would have us to be, the place of peace, the place of love, the place of joy. Oh, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Hallelujah. Call on him and he will answer each and every time. Even though you may be weary in this season, God will lift you up and strengthen you in your inner man and in your spirit and in your mind, in your thought process. My God, the Lord God says, when you need that rest tonight, he will give it to you. Do not tarry. Rest in the bosom of the Lord, knowing that he is our keeper, for he is our strong tower. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for divine instructions in the White House, God. Oh, my God. Thank you, God, for the instructions that you have as we continue into this next phase, God, that you have purpose for us, your people, that we have understanding, that we have clarity, my God, in the name of Jesus. We continue to keep our eyes open and our ears to hear the word of the Lord, because when he says move, you move, because he has purposes for a reason, and God will get all the glory. So now, God, we thank you for each and every caller on the call tonight, God. You know their circumstance, their situation, what they stand in need of, Father. For you are great and mighty, Lord. And we thank you as you bless in each and every person on the call and as they go forth in their homes and about their days and their journey for the rest of this week and the days to come, God. We will continue to give you all the honor, the glory, the praise. It's in Jesus Christ that I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you. God bless each and every one of you. Be blessed. Hallelujah. All right. Likewise. Amen. Thank you. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Yes. Ooh, Jesus. Yes, yes. 